Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Going Pear-Shaped on AudioEntropy.com, a podcast where we talk about just kind of whatever we feel like. And Matt, I know you're raring to talk about something. Evolution 2017 happened. You want to talk about Evolution 2017? Evolution 2017 was pretty fucking awesome. I say, my good sir, what is Evolution 2017? Well, oh, fuck, I was going to do some, like, well old bean shit, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Um, it's all right. Evolution, or the Evolution Championship Series, I think is the proper name for it. Everyone just calls it Evo. Is the premier fighting game tournament uh, that takes place yearly, typically in Las Vegas, despite the fact that Las Vegas isn't actually Las Vegas, it's Paradise City, but whatever. Um, started in 1996, sort of. It got started by the Brothers Cannon and Mr. Wizard. I don't actually know their name. Well, it's Tom and Tony Cannon and Mr. Wizard. Wait, like with the kids show, Mr. Wizard? Um, I possibly, yeah. His name is, um, fuck, what is his name? His name is Tony something that starts with a C. I should, I should know this, but I, I don't. But that was sarcastic. Goes, I'm pretty sure it's not actually the kid show guy. I'm pretty sure he died a long time ago. Yeah, possibly, but it is maybe a throwback to that dude. I couldn't tell you. Oh, but, no, it's definitely a reference to that. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. I was but, just being smart. <laughs> stop doing that. Um, but, yeah, Tom and Tony Cannon started back in 1996. It was called Battle by the Bay back then. Um, they changed the name to Evolution or Evo. Um, in 2002, and has sent, it has since become the premier fighting game major. Um, this year's Evolution 2017 actually initially seemed like it was going to be kind of not super great, but actually wound up probably being one of the best Evos of all time, uh, from a spectator okay. standpoint at least. Um, so I guess we'll go into why it wasn't didn't seem like it was going to be super hot at first. So the problems with Evo 2017 started kind of right away. With the game announcements, um, there were. Let me go through these. I'll see how many I remember. There were a number of games announced. Nine this year were the main stage games. There was the two Smash games, Street Fighter Five, obviously, Injustice Two, um, Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, King of Fighters, Tekken. Oh fuck! What was the last one? Son of a bitch! Oh duh! It was the Community game. Um, so the community game was a game that was going to be selected by the community. They were going to host a community drive to get and obtain donations as a charity and obtain charitable donations for the, I think it was. So it was a, so it was a charity bidding war to pick the last game. Yes, that is correct. Um, okay. I can't remember who it was, for who they were going to give the money to. I think it was MSF. Um, I can't remember. Doctors Without Borders. Um, I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. Um, the problem with that was with how they handled it, specifically being that anybody could donate any amount of money to it, it felt less like a community war and more who had a deep, who had deep pockets war. And also it had the really nasty side effect of turning the smaller but still relevant communities like the Killer Instinct community, the Marvel community, although Marvel's community is really weird, but we'll get into that in a moment, um, and the Pokemon community all kind of started to infight it was it was bad um it, it wasn't it wasn't very well handled and i mean credit words do all of that money went to a good cause but yeah that wasn't super hot but um, i mean really who could possibly have seen that pitting fighting game communities was, against one another could lead to hostility yeah there was also the thing that led to hostility where injustice 2 wasn't even out when the game was announced that the game wasn't a known factor 
So you also had this thing of why the fuck is Injustice 2 here, and also why the fuck is Smash Melee here? Smash 4 you can kind of accept, I'll begrudgingly accept because it's a newer game and like people show up to play that game, and people show up to play Melee as well. Melee this year was fucking fun. Should we just get, should we just get into Melee now? Uh, I mean, are you, are you are you saving that for something later? We're not. I'm not really saving it. Some fucking what is there to fucking say about melee at this point? Its community is garbage. The tournaments are dominated by the same fifteen fucking people, and it's the same fucking thing over and over again. Well, I, mean, I don't. Under- it's a fucking. It's a fucking solved game. Like you can't be a new person in that scene. Yeah, and trust me it's when I say I know... basically impossible. And trust me and when I say... Anyone, anyone who gives a shit about playing Smash competitively and is already in the scene will fucking destroy you. Yeah. And anyone you could possibly compete against won't be good enough to train with, really. Well, I'm not so sure about the latter, but the former is definitely true. And, like, that's the thing. The same, like, fucking... It's it's like what happened to Marvel vs. Capcom 2 towards the end of its life, but, like, even worse somehow. Like, the dominant people are even more dominant... And, like, the meta is even, well, Melee's weird with how its tiering list works, but, like, it's it's probably about as bad as Marvel vs. Capcom well, it's, towards the end of its life. Uh, well, I, one thing I do know is that Melee's tiering list is weird because it's basically determined by vote. Like, people just kind of communally give their opinions. Like, there's no real stats or anything because, like, Melee was never meant for this kind of thing, so it there's not really wasn't. any, like, metadata they can draw from. Yeah, and it's obviously... It's one of those things where I. It's probably like a third strike thing where it's like Fox is probably like the best character in the game, although Chun was definitively the best character in the game, so this analogy kind of doesn't really work immediately. And then you have like a rotating. Pool. I love analogies between two things I don't fully understand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you throwing shade at me? A little bit. A little bit, okay. Um, for- I mean, like, let's let's just lay this out for the listener. I know fucking nothing about fighting games, I know nothing about Evo. My role here is to try and get you to fucking explain shit. Okay, no, that that actually works out relatively well. Um, but yeah, Smash Melee this year, I I watched the grand... I watched Top 3, and every single fucking second of me watching Top 3, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, can we please just get this over with so I can go to bed? Thankfully, Armada saved us from a bracket reset, so Melee was mercifully short, because, like, goddamn... Um, Armada, I think he's Swedish. He's one of, again, like, the 15 people who can play that game and regularly plays top 8, because if you're not, like, one of those 15, and I'm trying to think, Leffen would be one, Hungrybox would be one, Mewtwo King would be one, um, Mango would be one, Armada would be another, uh, there are some others, but I don't give a shit about Melee, so fuck that game. But yeah, um, so people weren't happy about Smash Melee coming back, although there's always been this weird enmity between... Uh, the Smash community and the fighting game community, uh, mostly because the Smash community is fucking trash. Um, and people weren't happy about Injustice 2 getting a guaranteed main stage slot. Now, I wasn't happy about Injustice 2 getting a main stage slot either. Now, that game actually had a really good top 8, and given what I saw there, it did earn its inclusion, but the fact that it was guaranteed a spot before the game was even fucking out and we knew anything about it rubbed a ton of people, again, myself included, the wrong way. So, already... Evolution 2017 looked like it was going to maybe not be so hot this year. And then the enrollment numbers came out. Um, and er, enrollment and enlistment, what's what's the word? Registration, there we go. The registration numbers for Evo came out as well. Um, and it was bad, actually. Um, Evolution is a tournament that's consistently seeing growth 
overgrowth every single year. And now it was, and like this year's enro- uh, registration, why do I keep saying enrollment, um, was down by 30% actually. Now, admittedly, some of that had to do with the fact that this year they increased registration costs to help cover the increasing cost of the event. Like, Evo's getting fucking expensive, they need more money, and if it's more expensive, fewer people are going to show up, fair enough. But, like, at the same time, it wasn't a great look. Well, correction, it wasn't a great look unless you were Tekken. Um, Tekken blew the hell up at this Evo. The previous Evo, and I have the numbers right here with me, hold on. Well, pre- so, uh, one thing I will say in, in their defense, and this has also been something that came up with uh, with this year's uh, SGDQ, is these online events that have been growing and growing, th- there's a cap, there's a limit, they're gonna plateau eventually, and that doesn't necessarily need to be a death knell when it happens. Oh god, no. I'm not, and let me make this perfectly clear, I'm not saying Evo is dying or anything like that, fuck no. Um, I have seen the death of, like, major major institutionalized tournaments. SBO, or Super, ba- Super Battle Opera, used to be, like, the Japanese equivalent of EVO. And I saw that tournament scene die a slow and horrible death. EVO is not going that route. We can talk once EVO's arcade cabinets are literally infested with locusts. That happened at SBO, by the way. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was not good. They played it out in the middle of a field, and something about those arcade cabinets attracted locusts, so there were literally fucking locusts in the arcade cabinets. Wait, they held a fighting game tournament outside? Yeah, that was the last SBO, by the way. It wasn't great. (laughs) God, I sure as fuck hope it was. (laughs) It was really bad. Holy fuck, you could do... I think that was SBO 2012, 2011, around that time. You could, We could do an entire episode on that fucking SBO, because the stories that came out of that one are fucking insane. Anyway, yeah, but to be clear, I'm not saying Evo is dying or anything like that, but I am saying that's no, a noticeable downturn for a tournament that had previously seen year-over-year growth. So, this year's Evo was maybe set up to not be as hot as some of the previous Evos. Like, pre- last year's Evo was pretty good. You had L.I. Joe holding down the bracket for America and Street Fighter V, Top 8, and so on and so forth. Um, and then the event actually started, and it actually went pretty well, by and large. Um, lots of really good Top 8s for games that weren't named Smash. And hell, I'll even concede Smash 4 had a pretty good grand final with a very un with a miracle man reset and win um from so losers what, bracket. One thing can can you can you make clear for me what the hell is a reset in terms of the brackets? Okay, easy. So, um you know how tor- fighting game tournaments work, right? You get two you can essentially get two losses uh, before you drop out. N- not really, no. Okay, so the way fighting game tournaments work is there you can get up to two you can be eliminated you have to be eliminated twice before you um double elimination. You have to be eliminated twice before you're out of the tournament. But after your first loss, you're sent into what's called loser's bracket, where you play against all the other people who drop out of the winner's bracket after being eliminated. When the loser... So, the grand final of a tournament, you'll have one player in winner's bracket, and you'll have the grand finalist from winner's bracket, and you'll have the grand finalist from loser's bracket. The grand finalist from loser's bracket has to win two sets versus the person from winner's bracket, who only has to win one. When the person in loser's bracket wins their set... That's called a bracket reset. The person in winners is knocked down to losers, and then whoever wins that set is declared the winner. Okay. Basically, it just is an incentive for you. So, not so it's to not it's lose. not a full reset. It just means that 
that like the final round is going to go longer than it necessarily had to. Yes. Okay. Which can be a good or a bad thing, depending on circumstances. Um, in the case of Smash 4, uh, I'll concede it was actually pretty exciting. Or it was more exciting than anything that really happened prior to that, in my opinion. I'm not a Smash player, and I'll openly admit I'm biased against the game, so just full disclosure there, but, like, God, I've literally... I'm, I'm a lot more open to the to the idea of, like, competitive... To the competitive scene of the current Smash than I am yes. to the, the, the ever-shambling corpse of Melee. Yes, and I'll absolutely agree with that, because with the current version of Smash, they do things like balance patch, and they clearly put mechanics in place to facilitate high-level play. Like, um, like, Smash 4 has just defend. Which is where if you block an attack right before it connects with you, you actually take less block stun and just stuff like that in general. And I'm sure there's an argument to be made that Melee is actually a superior um, competitive game due to like the high skill ceiling and all the weird technical shit you can pull off once you're familiarized with that game. And let me be the first to state, I don't fucking care. I, I don't. I really I mean, don't we, care. We kind of got into it a little bit earlier, but like there, there's kind of a thing where like... Even if something is somehow just objectively, like, it is the perfect game to, like, it is just absolutely just the high level list of games, like, it has the highest skill ceiling, like, it's always, always, always going to come down to, like, whoever is actually the best is the one that's going to win, all other things be damned, it kind of doesn't matter if getting fresh blood into the scene is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like, that shit just becomes irrelevant. Yeah, and you and can, to and be clear, those factors that I listed do not apply to melee. <laughs> yeah, um, and <laughs> I love fucking. There's gonna be somebody who listens to this podcast and gonna be like, "Melee is the best fucking fighting game of all time." These two assholes don't know what they're talking about. First, yes, I do, and I second, mean, fuck you, I don't care. In fairness, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll freely admit that. I do. But I know I know enough to know that the melee scene's kind of shit. Yeah, it's kind of really bad and garbage and I don't like I don't like it. I've literally never had a positive encounter with people who played Smash competitively ever. Like at best, they show up, they play their game and they leave. Which okay, fine. I don't I don't give a shit. But like at best, like when they're doing shit like, they're fucking whining and, like, sitting making a scene during, like, CEO Grand Finals for fucking Guilty because it went, like, eight minutes too long or some bullshit. Like, Melee fans are gonna be the ones to pull shit when another game goes long. Are you fucking serious with fucking eight-minute round timers and best three of fives on four-stock? Kiss my fucking ass. Uh, translator's note. Melee matches tend to run a lot longer than matches in any other fighting oh, game because yeah. the parameters are fucking ridiculous. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, and they whine if the Smash community fucking whines if they don't get their way to God. Okay, we're gonna move on because if this is the Evolution 2017 podcast and not the let's shit all over melee in the smash community podcast they're kind of the same thing but <laughs> let, let's no, because on. like this evo was really good um like the injustice 2 i i'll Here, admit how about this for the, for the sake of for the sake of the podcast until we get to the question segment at the end let's not mention melee again okay that's fine we can um, talk about smash 4 if you want because there's probably still some stuff to talk about there but let's put a moratorium on melee until we get to the question yeah that's fine i don't hate any smash i don't like smash 4 but i also don't hate it i can tolerate it um so, Injustice 2, I'm gonna take these in no real particular order, we'll just talk about the top hates in the game associated there, and Injustice 2 had its top 8, and was really, really good. My dude, actually. my dude, yeah. breathe, breathe, slow it down. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> okay, sorry. I did, I'm so fucking excited, I love fighting games. 
But um, Injustice 2, uh, DC crossover bullshit fucking fighter, developed by NetherRealm Software, um, Mortal Kombat developers, it had its top 8, um, was really good. Uh, Sonic Fox didn't just slam his way through the top 8 and 3-0 everybody, he actually dropped out at like 5th, which by any sort of conventional standards is fucking amazing for a game that had like 800 people in it, but is actually a terrible performance by Sonic Fox's standards. Which kind of tells you just how dominant that guy is when it comes to NRS games, and just completely dominating that scene. Um, the Grand Finals actually came down to um, Dragon, CR Dragon I believe was his proper handle, play on Aquaman playing against Honeybee, who played The Flash. And the interesting thing about this one was The Flash, prior to this top 8, considered a complete fucking non-factor. Nobody thought that character was going to go anywhere, and then he made second at the most competitive fighting game major in the world. Um, and you could kind of tell Honeybee didn't expect to ever get that far, because he seemed really happy when he lost. <laughs> he seemed, like, way happier than any person who loses probably should. And when he said, like, I never expected to make it that far and I was just ecstatic to be there, I absolutely believe the guy. Um, nonetheless, um, Injustice 2 had a really diverse character selections, the matches were really close and really good, like, Honeybee may have lost, but it was a really fucking close, like, 2-3, where he originally tried to pick Aquaman and fight the mirror match, it didn't work, and then he picked Flash, but he knew how to play, and he started, like, he started, like, really mauling him, but he couldn't quite run it back in time, and yeah, just really, really good. Um, Tekken 7 also had a pretty good top 8. Um, the bummer with Tekken 7 was... Most of the non-Korean... It, it was actually a pretty diverse final. If I recall, it was three Korean players, two American players, and three Japanese players. And you had a Korean grand final. Specifically, you had a Team Echo Fox grand final. And you, which was kind of dull since it was... Um, it was Priest and JDCR, I want to say, who have characteristically and historically been two of, if not the two best Tekken players in the world. So seeing those two play against each other another time... Maybe not really that exciting, but the actual matches themselves, again, were really, really excellent, super close, incredibly high-level play. It's just one of those things where there wasn't, like, a story or a narrative there in that grand final. It was, these are two excellent, very closely matched players, and they're going to play some fucking fantastic matches of Tekken, and one of them is going to win. And for me, that was enough. Some people were a little bummed by that. Um, trying to think... Blaze Blue Grand Final, it was fine. I don't like BB, but the finals were fine. Um, Alrighty. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it in a moment. Um, Guilty's Grand Final was better, but I prefer Guilty, and I'm biased in um, I'm biased in favor of the game. Also worth noting, in both Guilty Gear and in Blaze Blue, not a single non-Japanese player in either top eight. Japan completely fucking swept the anime games this year. Which you'd expect because those games are historically more popular over in those regions and they're the people who play fighting games tend to play those games more and they're better at them. But we typically managed, we, America, typically managed to put like one person in top eight at least. Typically like somebody like Bears or like Marlin Pie. I know Bears actually came in, uh, Bjorn, son of Bear, extremely good American Guilty Gear player, actually came in ninth, just barely missed coming in top eight of Guilty. But again, it was kind of one of those cases, like Tekken, the storyline and the narratives of that may have been over, but the actual matches were really, really good. Um, so yeah, that was that. 
Uh, we're not commenting on Melee. We're not commenting on Smash 4 beyond what we already have. What am I missing here? Oh, Marvel. Marvel was fucking nuts this year. So, okay, um... Now, clarify. Wh- which Marvel is, is Marvel? In Marvel vs. Capcom 3, in this okay. instance. Um, so Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was the winner of the aforementioned kind of poorly thought-out community drive. That was the game that was voted back in. Um, there's a bunch of drama surrounding that, and, like, should Marvel always be included, and what should e- what kind of games should Evo include, and why, because Marvel... Evo really was a tournament that kind of built its legacy on the back of, like, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 specifically, and Marvel vs. Capcom 3, so the fact that it, like, had to fight for inclusion felt weird, but whatever, we won't... It's whatever. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 this year was really, really nuts, um, because this was the... This is gonna be the last time this game shows up at Evo, more than likely, so this is kind of the last time for everybody to, to prove who is the best in that game. Um, that didn't happen. This year, a newcomer named Ryan LV, um, took the grand finals and won it all very, very convincingly at that. Um, and the, the unique thing about Ryan LV is twofold. One, the guy was a total non-factor for most of Marvel 3's life. Um, and two, Ryan LV ran a team that had Chun-Li in it. And Chun-Li was, for most of that game's life, considered, like, bottom of the barrel, like, trench tier. But, I don't know if he did it by himself, he probably didn't, he probably had help, but Ryan LV is the guy who kind of figured out and solidified a team around that character's strengths, that character's strengths being running the- being really, really fast and running the fuck away while your team builds a shitload of meter and you get Dark Phoenix for free. So, his team essentially was built around two- his team was essentially built around exactly what I just said, building meter, running away, and doing his thing, and then utilizing that meter to the fullest extent with a combination of Morrigan, who's considered the best keepaway character in the game when you have meter, and Phoenix, who's kind of a wildcard character, who hulks out when- if you have five bars when she dies, at which point she becomes the best character in the entire game. Um, really, really interesting team to watch- um, really cool to see it in action, really interesting to watch Ryan LV take it, and also interesting to note there was never a definitive Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Grand Champion. Um, there was never a repeat on who was, on who took Evo. Some people thought Chris G was probably, was the most likely to get a repeat, and Chris G was in Grand Finals, so that was correct, but he couldn't manage it. Ryan's team was too good, Ryan played that team too well and won it, so yeah. As it turns out, Chun-Li was secret top tier all along, go fucking figure. Now um, here's here's a question for you. Yeah, you you said in all likelihood Marvel vs. Capcom three is not coming back to Evo. If if Marvel vs. Capcom is it Infinite is the name of it? Yeah, the next one that looks pretty dire. If it ends up as dire as it looks, do, do the Evo folks do they just stick with three? They probably drop it altogether, but that's almost certainly not going to happen because Capcom has Evo by the balls. And if they want a game included, they get their game included. This is what ha- that's what happened in Evolution 2012 with Street Fighter Cross Tekken, which is a game that was so reviled. Mr. One of the agreements for Mr. Wizard including it on that Evolution's lineup is that he didn't have to announce it like publicly. They basically just sent out a memo that said, hey guys, Cross Tekken is at Evo this year. We're not happy any happier about it than you, but Capcom gets what Capcom wants. Um, now if MVCI winds up being, like, really winds up being that hated, I think you just see the end of Marvel at EVO, at least for the near future. 
Maybe MVC3 comes back if they do another community drive, though. I could see that happening, but that's one of those things where there's kind of no precedent, so it remains to be seen what would happen. I mean, there kind of is a precedent, but we've agreed not to speak of it, so... <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's, the, that's actually a good point. It would be community drive then, because that's how Smash got back in. Ugh, God. Um, okay, so I think I covered everything... Except for the big one, which was Street Fighter V, which, say whatever you want about that fucking game being bad or being random, it's not random, fucking shut up, um, or whatever, or not liking that game, those are all fine, but Street Fighter V had maybe the best top 8 I've ever seen in my life. People were playing their fucking asses off in Street Fighter V, and the grand finals was a fucking, just like, wow, wow, so... In Street Fighter, I guess we'll just skip straight to Grand Finals, even though the entire top eight is excellent, and I'd highly recommend watching it. Street Fighter V's top eight was... I mean, we got, we got time if you want to give us just the Cliff Notes version of the others. Um, I, I, the thing is, I, I, I think the Grand Finals will kind of explain it. Um, so the Grand Finals of that was Punk versus Tokido. Now, Punk is brand new to the FGC, um, but he made a name for himself very, very, very quickly by being fucking excellent at Street Fighter V. Like, one of the best, if not, like, the best, maybe. Well, not the best, we'll get into it. Um, well, absolutely, like, one of the best in the world, though. Um, came out of nowhere and just started wrecking house. Tokido, on the other hand, is a Japanese player who has a ton, and I mean, like, a metric shitload of history in the FGC. I don't actually know how long that guy has been playing fighting games, but I know he's been around since at least Third Strike, so we're talking well over a decade of experience. And they came together, and he came through, and he busted his way through loser's bracket to face Punk in Grand Finals. So a few things to set up about this match. Now, one, th one, thing, I, one thing I do remember hearing is that the, the veteran that you're talking about, he apparently has been to EVO many, 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 many times. Yes. Has never taken first yes and he got second in i want to say it was evo 2013 he was i think it was evo 2013 he was playing against luffy who was a rose pad player who played on a fucking playstation one pad and he just couldn't close it out and like i remember watching that match and think and like that dude tokido is a dude who's who's pretty stoic but that dude looked crushed when he lost and it was insane, too. Nobody expected that guy to lose that match. And here, though, it was kind of the opposite. Tokido's been a threat for a while, but he hasn't necessarily been, like, the dominant force in Street Fighter V, whereas Punk is, like, this new dude who's just, who's just wrecking house. Like, prior to Grand Finals, he hadn't dropped a single fucking match. 0-2, Punk. 0-2, Punk. 0-2, Punk. 0-3, Punk. 0-3, Punk. 0-3, Punk. That dude I was annihilating people. But it came down to Grand Finals. And Justin Wong, um, who didn't do so hot this year, uh, but still is an extremely good player. It's, Evo's very, very competitive. It's more why he didn't do well. Um, noted that he thought... And when, when Tokido qualified against him, Justin immediately started tweeting out, he's like, Punk is in deep shit. And people were like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, Punk was playing long sets against Tokido at my house prior to Evo, and Tokido was beating him consistently. He's like, he's in real trouble. I don't think he's going to win this. And true enough, like, it, the matches were close, but Punk should just never quite close it out. And uh, he lost. And it was 
really crazy too because not only were the matches the matches were really really close but like you could see punk getting like really really frazzled and uh, man it was just i'm sorry it's one of those things where you kind of just had to watch you kind of just have to watch it but like he couldn't close it out and he lost and it, it was this really weird mixed feeling where it's like on the one hand Tokido, Tokido absolutely earned that. The guy played his fucking ass off through some of the best fucking players in the world through the loser's bracket, came back, won two sets against him clean, just... Has, and as established, has been doing this for a very, very long time and had never taken the win before. Yes, like, if there was... And nobody, nobody can dispute the fact that no one deserved the win more than Tokido. Like, the guy absolutely earned it, but at the same time... It really sucked watching, like, Punk lose, especially because that kid... So, Punk is very, very young. He's only 18 years old, and he looked destroyed when he lost. I mean, it was it was one of those things where he tried to maintain composure, but, like, the guy just couldn't do it. Oh, man, it was rough. That's honestly... That's... If, if, you're, if you're a competitor in the public space... That's probably the worst way for your like first major appearance to end is to come in second. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, Mike Ross will never live down the time he came in fourth. That that's the thing about Mike Ross is Mike Ross will forever be the known as the guy who always comes in fourth. But like this, I'm not gonna lie. This this one was tough to watch. That sound that sound that always comes in fourth thing seems like it's a different thing. Yeah, no, that's more that's that is less like oh man, this really sucks. This dude lost, and more you know we're never going to let you live down the fact that you just continually come in fourth, right? Like Mike Ross will never ever live that down. Um, but yeah, like Tokido won. Uh, made a really fantastic. Uh, some people. Tokita's English is actually, like, decent. It's not, like, great, but he, he can speak enough English where you can understand what he's saying. Uh, had a really, really cool, like, kind of victory shout-out with just fighting games are great, which was, like, I mean, that's fucking true. I believe that. Um, James Chen started crying because James Chen cries every fucking year at the end of EVO. Um, people really get... Uh, and, I mean, Punk's ultimately okay. He bounced back, uh, especially when, like, the actual wrestler CM Punk... Did a fucking video with his ugly ass dog congratulating him on second place and telling him not to worry about it. That was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, I did not know CM Punk's dog was that fucking ugly. CM Punk's dog is ugly as fuck. Hey, I love an ugly dog. But, and yeah, and then, like, they did the same thing every single year they always do, where Team Spooky signed us out with that fucking clip of Ricky O, the story of Ricky, where Ricky punches his way out of the prison, which he could have done for the entire movie, but just decided not to, and you were all free now, and that was kind of Evo. It was fucking awesome. Those grand finals kicked ass. Oh, also, there were a bunch of game announcements. Um, the Tekken 7 devs announced that Geese Howard was going to be in their game. Geese Howard, Fatal Fury, King of Fighters fame... Um, probably one of the most iconic fighting game villains of all time. He looks fucking sick in that game. He looks kick-ass. I remember seeing, like, a clip, like, as that was being announced, all the people in the arena started going, Predictable! Predictable! Predictable is fucking Geese Howard's, like, counter move. Where he just fucking counters, beats your ass. Geese Howard is awesome. Um, Arc Systems, uh, the devs responsible for Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue announced their crossover game, they have Persona, they have Ruby, they have Blaze Blue, and they have Uniel all in one place. If you don't know what Uniel is, don't worry about it. 
Um, they also have finally announced fucking Jubei for goddamn Blaze Blue, which has literally been... People have been asking for that motherfucker for literally eight years at this point, and we're finally going to get him in Blaze Blue. Thank God. That might actually be enough to make me play that game. So hold on, that Super Mega crossover you just mentioned. Yes. So that's Blaze Blue. Yes. Persona. Yes. Uh, Undernight in Birth, what the hell's that? Uh, that's... <laughs> Uniel, uh, it's a fighting game. It's actually fairly, uh, it's actually fairly good. People like it, but like, I don't think anyone in the states gives a shit about it. Mostly. Okay, and Ruby, like the Rooster Teeth show. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that game's happening. I nobody details are sparse right now. Outside. Oh, do we know what the actual title of that fucking thing's gonna be? We do. It's some ridiculous bullshit. Which I'll actually tolerate in this case, because A, what the hell else am I going to do not tolerate it? And B, it kind of makes sense for a crossover game like this. Um, other things, Arika, or Akira, I think it's Arika, a uh, new fighting game announced done by some of the X-Like Street Fighter EX developers. Skullamania is back. Some people really like that guy. I have no strong thoughts on Skullamania. I think he's fine. Skullamania is kind of achieved meme status, so a lot of folks are excited for that reason. Yeah, and I mean, like, like I said, I got nothing for the guy. I got nothing against the guy. Whatever. Um, that game looks really interesting, though. It actually has a mode for Rising Thunder style inputs for like specials and stuff and combos. Um, definitely okay. keeping it. It also has a really weird like sub game meta system in inside the game itself. Not pro- it's not a progression system. Um, where if you do certain things within a match, it powers you up for the rest of the game. Where if you, like, land ten throws, your throws will, like, come out faster and stuff like that. That I'm, I'm just making that up on the fly. They're, that I don't think that's a gem or whatever the hell you want to call it. They're basically the gems from Cross Tekken. But, yeah. Um, also, the Capcom devs announced Abigail, who people fucking hated. Apparently, I was really surprised to see that the reaction to this character was that negative, but people did not take well to that character. No. Um, Abigail, which, which one is Abigail? Abigail, you probably saw some like memes flying around on Twitter during Evo. Abigail is the guy who's fucking huge. He's a boss from the Guilty Gear, or not Guilty Gear, Jesus. He's a boss from, um, oh god, what game is Mike Hagar from? Oh, Final uh, Fight. Final Jesus, Fight, yeah. how the hell did I forget that? Yeah, he's one of the bosses from Final Fight. Um, newcomer to the Street Fighter series. He's huge. He's really, really huge. I think he's the biggest character in Street Fighter history. He basically stands twice as tall and twice as width, width, did, 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 um, as any other character in that game, including, like, Zangief. Um, and people seem to fucking hate him, which I think is, uh, I, I mean, I, I can understand not liking him because he's, like, really big and he's corny looking and whatever, but, like, people really hate that character. Like, geez, guys, at least give it a chance. Although, I, I'm telling people to give Street Fighter V a chance. Like, that game deserves the benefit of the doubt. So, I don't know. Make of that what you will. But, yeah, I feel like that's basically Evo in a nutshell. Oh, one more thing. There were some power issues. Uh, not on the not great side. Um, During pools, there were some power issues. Um, in the buildings, and as a result, the audio for some of those setups really suffered. Um, and some people, understandably, and I'd say justifiably, were not happy about that. Especially because if you were playing, like, Marvel, and you use audio cues to track, like, Doom Missiles Assist, that could actually, like, really fuck you. Um, same, like, if you use audio to track, like, Strider, like, Dive Kick Assist. It was... It was suboptimal. It's kind of one of those things where I don't think there was a lot they could realistically do about it, but it really sucked all the same. Okay, now... Okay. That's actually Evo done. It was fucking awesome. All right. Uh, you sure that's it? You got any more thoughts before we get to questions? 
I don't think I, I think the rest of my thoughts will probably get hashed out during questions. Okay. Yep. Then uh, let's get to the questions. Let's start with some from the Facebook. I've only got a couple from the Facebook. Okay. Uh, Jacob asks, people seem to hate competitive melee. Does enjoying it make me bad and wrong? And how can I atone for this particular sin? Um, I don't, I don't think you need to atone. I think you need people. I think you need a fucking intervention because like, I don't want you to hurt yourself watching this terrible fucking game. Have you tried watching like my, my recommendation here would be a tell friends and family, get some help. Don't be ashamed. And B, um, try watching good games like Tekken seven or like guilty gear. That that no, would no, be my no, recommendation. No, hold on, you get you got you got to kind of wean them off of it, like 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 you know that 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 stuff that they give people who are trying to like get get off of drug addictions, like yes. sort of mid, yeah yeah. So like just what he needs to do is just watch Smash Four for a while. Yes, and that then would... and then and then move on to to a real game. To move on to better games that aren't garbage. Yes, that's actually a good point. Start weaning yourself off of Smash Four, and then do the thing I recommended, where you watch like Tekken Seven or Guilty Gear. That that would be my recommendation. Okay. Good update on that. Good point. Uh, a few questions from Nicholas. Uh, of all the things that were announced, which one are you most excited about? Oh, shit. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with Geese Howard in Tekken 7. Um, because I like Tekken 7 a lot, and I think he's a really smart inclusion to that franchise. And he looks fucking awesome. And I want to play him. Okay. All right. Um... Okay, so I'm actually going to jump over to a Twitter question before jumping back to this Facebook question again. Okay. Uh, for reasons that will become apparent when, I, when I've when i done so. Uh, this is from Tyler uh, from Digital Moncast. Do you pronounce it Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Dragon Ball Fighters? Um, I pronounce it Dragon Ball Fighter Z because it makes it more obvious which one you're talking about. If you use Dragon Ball Fighters, that leaves an ambiguity where they might think you're talking about like Xenoverse or something. Dragon Ball Fighter Z makes it more obvious. Okay, uh, and then going back to Nicholas, how hype are you about Dragon Ball Fighter Z? Fucking that shit looks sweet, but it'll probably suck ass for the first six months, like all of Arc's games, and then they'll patch it and they'll make it good. But I'm okay. still pretty hyped. The game looks fun. All right, and third from Nicholas, what's your opinion on the current MVCI situation? Mainly concerning the horrible graphics and lackluster roster. <sighs> I have. We kind of touched on it earlier. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite does not look good. I have really weird, conflicting thoughts on Infinite. Um, on the one hand, they are just using every fucking asset from MVC3 they possibly can and cutting as many fucking corners as humanly possible. That doesn't look great. Um, I think the stages look good, generally, but, like, the people, like, what the fuck is wrong with Chun's horrible baby face? It looks like garbage. And Chun like, looks like someone, like, like, put a straw on her nose and then, like, sucked her face closer in together. Yeah, it, it's like, and her, like, eyes are, like, weirdly proportioned, they're, like, way too bad. Uh, uh. And, like, uh, it, it's a game that looks worse than fucking MVC3, which is a game that we've had for over five years. It looks worse than that. How how do you fuck that up? Just, so that's not so hot. Um, I, I And in terms of the actual game itself, though, I, I think it might still be pretty good. Um, I like a lot of what they've seen, of what I'm seeing. Um, initially, I was very worried about, like, reflecting projectiles on push block. Um, but seeing that game in action and, like, talking to people who've played it, 
the reason reflect projectiles are on push block is in that game isn't because they're worried that like new players will get like zoned out and salty and they'll fucking complain so they need to make zoning irrelevant they put reflect projectiles on push block because projectile zoning in that game is fucking terrifying and they need to have some sort of universal option in that game so zoners don't completely run over the roster like watching fucking um filipino champ play against like flash metroid and i know it was a set and they weren't like playing for real or whatever but watching just the amount of fucking bullshit and x plus i think it was uh whatever the red gem was i think it was matter um an x plus red matter gem team could put on the screen like that fucking screen was flooded with goddamn projectiles i don't know how the fuck you're supposed to deal with that shit even with reflect on push block like he'd reflect one projectile and he'd just lock himself the fuck down and open himself up to mix-ups like i don't know so on like the gameplay side i think it'd be pretty good but like on the being a successful game and also the not looking like shit side um not as sold also we haven't heard an ounce about the netcode and given capcom's historical precedent of fucking up netcode that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence either so my opinion is more negative than positive, but I'm still willing to hear the game out. So I'm actually going to comment on the one part of this that I can comment on, and that's the roster. Yeah. And the whole thing with Disney pushing for the Marvel half of the roster to not have any of the characters that they don't have the movie rights to currently Yeah, is really fucking just sad because yeah. you get rid of some really, really popular characters. Wolverine isn't in it! Yeah, like that fucking Wolverine isn't in it. That I, I think they listen, might. I'm not be... even a huge fan of Wolverine. I think he's incredibly overrated, but he's one of the most popular characters Marvel has. And but they don't have the movie rights to him, so fucking Wolverine is not in the next Marvel vs. Capcom game, and that is some fucking dog shit. Yeah, and like that's not even to mention the fact that like Storm is out, Sentinel is out, fucking Magneto is out, and like. Doctor Doom is out. Doctor Doom is out. Oh, it's such bullshit. That's the thing. Losing the rest of the Fantastic Four, eh, whatever. Who cares about the Fantastic Four? Doctor fucking Doom is out. Yeah. Ugh. And and like to make this clear, I don't think for a second this was Capcom's call. I don't. They're not responsible for this. This is all Marvel's call. But like at the same time, God, like that game, the roster in that game is looking really bland. Um, now, mechanically, again, I think they'll play fine, and I actually like the fact that characters like Nemesis are getting a second pass, because, like, those game, those characters were really cool in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, but they fucking sucked in that game, and they never went anywhere, so the fact that they're coming back and they're giving them a second chance is actually really cool. That's, like, one of the weird things, is I like the fact- that's one of the weird things, is for, like, returning characters- like, I don't want to see Zero, and I don't want to see Dante. Those two characters were already good. I want to see, like, the shitty characters from MVC3 come back so they can make them not shitty in this game, and we can finally have a game where, like, Arthur doesn't fucking suck. I don't know. Instead, they're just, like, so, reusing everything. So The thing, the thing I'm worried about, like, you talked about it just... Uh, you talked about how it coming down more to gameplay, and so with all the rambling we were doing earlier about fucking Melee, like something we've hit on before is that new blood is vital to like a competitive scene for a game and like you know what gets new people playing a marvel versus capcom game fucking wolverine yeah so yeah, uh, yeah, i yeah I, I just don't know i don't know either I, it's well just, honestly the answer is we'll have to wait and see if that game sucks 
I'll if that game sucks, I'm not going to be surprised. I'll be somewhat disappointed, but I'll have braced myself for that one. Um, I think it could still be good though. Like I was watching people play with like X Zero teams, and I'm not going to lie, that shit looked really fun. That looks like the type of game I want to play. And actually, like in terms of how it handles like movement and everything. And, like, some of the weirder shit you can do in that game, it reminded me a lot of, like, Skullgirls, and trust me when I say that is a favorable comparison. Now, will it be that fucking good, because Skullgirls is incredible? Eh, probably not, but, hell, who knows. Alright, ready to move on? Yep. Okay, uh, from Emily. If you could add a game to Evo, which one would you add, and which one would you take away? Melee and uh, Killer, or Killer Instinct add, take away Melee. Yeah, she. I was about to say her her follow up was I already know Smash is the answer for the ladder from Matt. Yep, and it's mine too. Get fucking kick melee to the curb. Yeah, get melee the fuck out of there. Smash Four can stay begrudgingly, but melee to fucking yeah. Well, here's the thing. I was gonna say it's 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 continued existence has been kind of a problem for a long time. Oh shit! And now that there's a Smash Four, like there. It Smash 4 is like seems decent enough as a fighting game. There's like d- double reason not to keep melee around. Also, shit, I totally forgot about King of Fighters 14. The grand finals for that were fucking awesome as well. Um, it was uh, fuck, I can't remember who he was playing against. Oh, son of a bitch. Nah, I forgot. Oh well, King of Fighters 14 grand final was fucking awesome, and the dude who lost talked a mad amount of shit before losing. Go look it up because it's awesome. Don't wake daddy. Anyway, continue. All right. Um, <laughs> don't wake daddy. Okay, so Don't Wake Daddy was maybe the ballsiest level 3 command grab I have ever seen, ever. Don't Wake Daddy is what one of the announcers screamed um, when... Fuck, what was his name? Hold on, now I'm going to look it up. I have it right here. Let me... It was the Grand Finals. It was... Here we go, Evo Finals results. Um... It was E.T. versus Zhao Hai. That's right, Zhao Hai was the one who lost. Um, and E.T. backed into the corner, half a health bar down, bets the entire game on Diamond's level 3 command grab, and he nails him. And he lands it, and he runs the entire set back. And it was it's it's one of those things where you have to see it to kind of, It's one of those things where you have to see it to kind of understand what happened. But seriously, if you watch nothing else... Watch the King of Fighters 14 Grand Finals because it was fucking amazing. The other matches were good too. KOF 14 also had a really good top eight. Anyway, sorry. We'll get back on track. Okay. Uh, I never actually got to mention what game I'd want to add. And yes. I'm going to say Puyo Puyo. Okay. I feel like that is the closest fighting game equivalent that a non-fighting game ever really gets to be. Is that competitive puzzle game and fucking pu- Puyo Puyo Tetris is apparently some really, really hot shit. Oh, have you never seen Puyo Puyo Tetris competitive play? I have not. Oh my god, it rules so fucking hard. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd absolutely accept Puyo Puyo. I'd prefer Killer Instinct, but if we they said Puyo Puyo is coming, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm fine with yeah. that. Listen, like, that. that's the kind of thing that sounds like I'm giving a joke answer. No, let, no. let's fa- li- listen. If I was if I was going to give a joke answer, I was going to say like Mario Party Two. Like I am serious <laughs> in saying that I think Puyo Puyo should be in 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 these fucking things. Oh yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And that's not a, and like if you think we're fucking with you, look up the CEO Puyo Puyo Tetris Top Eight. Uh, it was uploaded by six forty five. Um, like if you need convincing, there it is. Because Puyo Puyo Tetris competitive play is fucking awesome. Link me to that after after we're done here. Definitely. I, I want to see that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from Jordan, he sent us quite a few. Um, have you ever been to Evo yourself? Uh, I have not been to Evo. I really, 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 really want to go. Yeah. 
Uh, I haven't either, and a lot of he has a lot of follow up questions that assumed at least one of us was going to say yes. I'm going to skip past those. Okay. Sorry, Jordan. Um, visual novel, JRPG, or platformer? How do you make a game in one of these genres a competitive, watchable tournament? How do you make a game in one of these a competitive, watchable? I, I think the only one that you could feasibly make into into one of these things is a platformer. I don't. Could, I don't think visual novel or JRPG. I don't see happening. Yeah, pla- uh, platformer. You could do something like I think Cluster Truck has like a competitive mode or something like that. You could. You could definitely do something it, like yeah, that. It would probably Speed be like a more. Well. It would probably be more like a more finely tuned something along the lines of like the Duck game. Yeah, uh, they actually already have a game like that. It's called Speedrunners. It's it's all right. Speedrunners not my favorite game, but it's pleasant enough to play. And like I don't. It, it would be fine. You could like refine that game. Um, okay. The other two, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know how. Do like a GDQ thing where you try and play through it as quickly as possible. Yeah. All right. That's all I uh, got. What was your first fighting video game? Oh my god, it was the fucking Power Rangers one on Sega Genesis. <laughs> Same here. God <laughs> damn it. Fuck. The game was fun though. It was, that it, game, like, it's not a good game, but it was fun. <laughs> I want to go back and play that game and see just how fucking badly that game sucks because there's no way that game doesn't fucking you can, suck. I, I want to see if I can still do the spinning axe move with the Black Ranger. I mean, I could do the spinning axe move as an actual idiot child, so I'm going to assume that you can and I can as well. I remember it being some sort of really easy fucking input, like, down in its Here's the thing, I remember not ever actually learning how to do it. I would just kind of mash the buttons, and every so often I would accidentally do it. I'd be like, oh, shit, fuck, how did that, how did that happen? Yeah, I, no, though, that was one of the only special moves in that game I could do consistently as a child, which is why I just played him, and I'd be, I'd just spun to win. Sometimes I would still lose, but I just kept doing that. God. All right. Uh, still going from Jordan. How exactly did you come to know about Evo, and what was your initial reaction? Um, my initial reaction was cool, was, oh, hey, this looks really cool. Uh, um, I, my first introduction to Evo was probably, fuck, what was it? I think it would have been a video, yeah, it would have been like the, somebody posted the video, I think it was 2007's Evo, but it was the video of... Justin Wong coming back versus Yipes, two characters down using only Cyclops. And that's how I learned about Evo. I'm, uh, by the way, if you haven't seen that video, just Google, I think, Justin Wong versus Yipes comeback, uh, comeback or something like that, and you'll get that video. That comeback is fucking insane. That comeback is just, like, probably one of the biggest video game comebacks of all time in any sort of like competitive event. I'm still not sure how he fucking managed it versus a character versus a player like Yipes because Jesus. Okay. Uh, my initial introduction to Evo was becoming friends with Matt. Hi. And my initial reaction was, wow, this guy really likes fighting games. Hi. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. One more from Jordan, I believe. Let me scroll down. But yeah, okay. This is the last one for him. Uh, what types of videos, articles, etc. would you suggest for someone who knows Evo only as that game thing? Like, someone wants to get get their foot in the door with this shit, where do they start? Um, honestly, just start watching Evo. Uh, the commentator, they, they very, they, they curate their, uh, commentators very, very selectively nowadays. Um, the commentators are all very, very good. 
And like I'd recommend next time Evo rolls around, just find the game and or games you're most interested in. Start watching pools. Um, I think they even had like an introductory stream this year for like just specifically like four new people. I was about to say that did, didn't hasn't there uh, been some of these things where like there's two streams where one is the commentary for veterans and one is the commentary for people who are new. Yeah, I think there was a new player new person stream as well. I didn't really watch it because I. I, I don't really... Well, I mean, it's I not for it. you. Yeah, I was about to say, it's literally not for me. I turned it on for, like, five... For, like, two minutes. I'm like... I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. And then I just turned it off. Uh, but I think there was a new player stream this Evo. But honestly, I don't think you even need that, necessarily. The nice thing about fighting games is you don't really need to understand all the super in-depth mechanics to still have them be a good spectator experience. So just find a game you like and start watching it. Like, fuck, I didn't know anything about Tekken, and I... Well, this year I knew stuff about Tekken, but, like, I didn't know anything about, like, KOF when I started watching KOF, and, like, fucking KOF was awesome to watch. KOF 13 was kick-ass. Love that game. Yeah. Okay. Um, going back to some questions from Emily. Uh, which character in all of the Evo games is both the most top-tier and the most kissable? Oh, Which character Jesus. best encompasses both categories? Oh, Jesus. Because this is a question we could literally spend hours on, I'm just going to throw my girl a bone and say Chun-Li. Okay. Um, because hmm. Chun's top tier in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 nowadays. <laughs> Jesus God. Okay. Here's my problem. I certainly know a lot of, of a lot of smoochable fighting game characters. I don't know who's considered top tier in anything. Give me a short list and I'll pick uh, one for Geef? you. Uh, Geef made top 8 at this year's Street Fighter, but he's not considered top tier. Um, Ryu? Uh, was Ryu ever top tier? I don't think Ryu is characteristically top tier. He's probably top tier in some version of Street Fighter 4, though. Hmm. Um, well, shit. Spider Man? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, fuck, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm also gonna go with Chun Li. Okay, there we go. I mean, Boom. It's hard to go, hard to go wrong with, like, those ridiculous. Ridiculously enormous thighs. <laughs> They're like, so big. Seriously, y'all. There, are, there aren't a lot of video game characters that are defined by their thighs, but she is. She's definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Jesus Christ. Uh, another from Emily. What game is not seen as a competitive game? Like, is not played at at, at a competitive level, but you wish was. Oh shit. Um. You see, this is kind of difficult to define because even games that have even very small like niche titles have dedicated competitive scenes for them they're just not very big and they're not as competitive as i would like them to be well so, so like i i well okay i so, feel free to interpret that question however you want okay I guess. that's how i'm going to interpret this as like which scene do you wish had like an actual like street fighter 5 tekken 7 as much as it pains me to say hearthstone level competitive scene and i'm gonna go with battle right because that game is fucking excellent and naturally lends itself well to really high-level competitive play. It's hype as fuck to watch, and I really wish people were more serious about that one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick a game that is not not only does not have a competitive scene to speak of, but does not really have a scene to speak of because it's fucking dead. Um, and I'm going to say Super Monday Night Combat. Yeah! High five, boy! There we fucking go. Um... So yeah, let's see. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, also from M, and I think this is going to be more for you than it is for me. Uh, what's your favorite moment in Evo history? Oh, God. 
fuck. She has a follow-up. This might be the same answer, but she also asked, what, is the, what was the biggest upset you've seen? Okay. Biggest upset's going to be easier. That's going to be Evo 2015, Bonchan versus Alex Valle. Bonchan was, I think, it was definitely, like, top eight at, like, 2014 Evo. Alex Valle, um, widely, Bonchan also widely regarded as one of the best Sagat players in the world. Alex Valle, pretty good at fighting games, but one of those people who will typically wash out before top, wash out anywhere from, like, top 64 to top 32. He's good at the games, but he's not, like, super competitive. Um, playing Hugo against him, Hugo versus Sagat, widely considered one of the worst matchups in the entire game for Hugo. Um, Alex Valle kicked the shit out of him. Just beat his ass with that terrible, terrible fucking character like it was nothing. That has to be, like, the biggest upset. Um, also a pretty big upset that happened at this year's Evo. Um, not that quite that big, but at this year's Evo, um, Quackbot, a.k.a. I think it was PC Marvel God... Um, playing against Ray Ray, Ray Ray was up 2-1 versus him. Um, Quackbot made some bad decisions early in the game, lost two of his characters, at which point Ray Ray exclaimed, I can't remember what he said, but it was something like, this match is over, or this game's done, it's a wrap, or something like that. And then Quackbot ran it back and beat him two times straight, and then won. Um, I have never seen a person leave the stage as quickly as I saw Ray Ray leave that stage, by the way. Um, he literally had a, because I didn't see him leave this stage, he, Quackbot won, um, and Ray Ray just disappeared. He was gone. He was nowhere to be found, and apparently he was fucking pissed because he missed out on top 8 qualifier, so yeah. Um, but yeah, for biggest upset, gotta be Alex Valle versus Bonchan Evo 2015, I think. I think it was 2015. Um, what was the other one? Oh, uh, your favorite Evo moment. Just period. <sighs> um, Woshige preemptively getting up out of his chair was a really good one. Uh, explain. Um, well, okay, so Woshige, I think it was last year's Evo Finals, actually. It was either 2015 or 2016 Guilty Gear. Um, top 8 match, I think it was Woshige versus, I want to say Ogawa. It was an Eddie player. Um, Woshige was playing against him, and he thought he had won. Um, the thing is, Woshige, apparently as good as he is at Guilty Gear, is incapable of counting to 2. And got up and started celebrating while the match was already ongoing, and Ogawa kicked the shit out of him because he wasn't there to defend himself. Ushige did not move on. Uh, Ogawa did. I think it was Ogawa. Um, but other Evo moments. Evo moment number 37. That one's kind of cheating because everybody knows Evo moment number 37. If in the event that you don't, because everybody does not actually know Evo moment number 37. Dagi versus Justin Wong. Um, the pixel comeback, the maximum damage punish to beat for Dago to beat Justin. I'm actually going to go with favorite Evo moment though. I'm going to go with one we've already discussed. I'm going to go with Justin Wong Cyclops comeback versus Yipes Evo 2007 seriously holy fucking shit that match all right cool and uh let's see which uh evo competitor is the number one kiss boy um is that all right if i we skip this question i don't like commenting on people's looks yeah that's fine okay um all right so a couple que- oh just one question uh from frankie at frankie extra uh do you enjoy the actual matches or the stories behind them more and uh, they do specifically mention the whole putt going all the way to lose to a, a veteran who had never won before thing. 
Yeah, that's one of the reasons that Punk, that Punk versus Tokido matchup was so fucking good, is you had the storyline and you had the match. Like, those two guys, I know from a purely, like, looking at it from a who won perspective, Tokido's got the numbers on his side, but seriously, Punk played his fucking ass off in that set. And it shows. Those matches were close. Well, here's the thing. The question is, which which do you consider more important? The storylines or the quality <sighs> of the matches? Yeah, and that's where it gets tricky. Um, I think I prefer the quality of the matches. Just because you can be removed from the moment and you can... There's, there's still... They still make for an entertaining watch. That being said... This one isn't cut and dry, and if you ask me this question like a month, uh, I might give you a different answer. But okay. like seriously, that top that grand finals of Street Fighter Five is fucking incredible. Watch that shit. All right. Um, last question from at Lady K Hirsch. If you had to come up with a better name for Evo, what would you call it? Um. And I mean, th- this is actually kind of a legitimate question because saying like, "Hey, I'm going to Evo," that kind of like if you don't know what Evo is, that's fucking nonsense to you. Yeah, but at the same time, like, if I said, hey, I'm going to Curly, or hey, I'm going to CEO, or hey, I'm maybe, like, or hey, I'm going to Final Round, it would probably elicit the exact same reaction from you, though. I mean, I think ha- that just means that fighting game tournaments need to name themselves better. Yeah, but I don't think that's true, though. I mean, think of, like, what other tournaments name themselves. ESL, MLG, DreamHack. Like, none of those tournament names tell you shit about the event. Okay, then just tournament names suck. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think Evo's Still. actually a pretty reasonably named one. I-, I guess you'd name it to, like... Or First Attack would be another. Combo Breaker, I think, are, like, better names. So name it after some sort of fighting game vernacular, maybe. Um, I would call it Punch Kick Fest. Uh, Kick Punch Block is actually the name of a team. <laughs> a fairly good team well, at right. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think Evolution's actually fine the way it is with its current name. Okay. Yeah. I'd need to actually, like, think on that more, but I, I don't think I'd change Evo's name, especially because nowadays Evo's name is, like, legitimately iconic in the scene. Like, Evo is yeah. the tournament. Yeah. So, yeah. I, th- I think that that's was, a wrap. That was it for questions. Hey, if you want to send us questions, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, at G-Shaped. That is at G-S-H-A-P-E-D on Twitter. Uh, we make calls for questions when we announce what our next topic we're going to record about is going to be. Uh, find out. You can suggest future topics to us. You can ask us about anything else. You don't have to wait for us to give you a topic. You can just ask a question. Um, and find out when new episodes are up. And so on and so forth. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. At G-Shaped on Twitter. I think that that's pretty much it. I mean, you never really have anything you want to plug, and the stuff I plug is stuff that anyone listening to this probably already knows about. You want to know something crazy fucked up? I actually do have something I want to plug. What? Yeah. I want to plug, I want to give a shout outs to at KB Kinder Party on Twitter.com for holding it down with the Marvel commentary at this year's Evo. Fantastic job with, uh, I believe, with uh, Persia as well. I can't remember Persia's tag. It's probably like at IFC Persia if I had to guess. But yeah, um, great job, dude. You fucking killed it in a good way. Well, all right. Yeah, I know. Man, it's crazy. Fucking, how many episodes are we in? Is this like 25 and like. I finally got into my head that, you know what, I'm just going to stop asking him, and, like, no, you had something to plug. I mean, in, in your did, defense... Did you do that just to fuck with me? No, I didn't. That's the amazing part. But, yeah, fucking... <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, the one time. The one fucking time. Holy <sighs> shit. All right, well, is that it, though? Uh, yeah, that's it. Got I just wanted... anything else you want to say about fighting games in general? 
Um, Tokido is right. Fighting games are great. That's, I mean, that's just a true fucking statement. I fucking love fighting games. All right. Well, for going pear-shaped, I've been Mike. And I've been Matt. And always remember, diddle yourself constantly. I wonder if Guile's theme goes to diddling yourself constantly. Does it, do you think it works with it? Maybe. Maybe.